on DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. UFL All Access on TalkSport 2. EFL All Access on TalkSport 2. Birmingham City have a new manager as the former Manchester United and England striker Wayne Rooney takes the reins. Just in, in terms of new owners coming in and, and what they're trying to build, um, I felt was was a real impulse of excitement which um, I wanted to be a part of. We'll bring you an exclusive interview with Watford boss Valerian Ishmael as he looks to get the Hornets back on track. I feel that I am on, at, the, at the right place and the club think that I am the right guy. So this is uh, the reason why the extension came. I was um, uh, positively surprised, but uh, it was no uh, big uh, decision for me to, to do it because the feeling was there. And live on TalkSport 2 on Saturday afternoon, Mansfield had a field day against Notts County at Meadow Lane. And then to his right gets the cross in. Aikens! 4-1! That's it, wrapped up! The points are safe for Nigel Clough and Mansfield Town! Pretty proud of that one, I've got to say. Uh, we're going to cover uh, all the big talking points from the weekend's results in Leagues 1 and 2. And even more with the former Portsmouth and Huddersfield Town manager, Danny Cowley. You're listening to EFL All Access on TalkSport 2. Hello, I am Hugh Wisencroft, your host of EFL All Access. Delighted to say uh, this week I'm alongside Danny Cowley. Danny, how are you? Good evening, Hugh. How are you, mate? I'm very well. I was I was missing the championship a little bit this weekend, I have got to say. Uh, League 2 field a void. There were a lot of great games in League 2. Um, OK, we only had, what, 12 matches there, 11 matches there, four matches in League 1. Um, and we'll come to League 2 in depth because there are some really good stories. Um, but we might as well start with the action in League 1 this weekend because a lot of, like we say, a lot of the big teams weren't playing. Um, but Blackpool getting a 3-0 win over Stevenage. Jordan Rhodes' seventh goal of the season, uh, helping them secure that. Um uh, the Seaside is closing in on the top six. Stevenage's mini blip continues, a third defeat in their last four games. Did, did you see this one coming? Yeah, I, I thought Blackpool would win, if I'm honest. I, I see them as a as a team that will get stronger as the season unfolds. Neil Critchley is a fantastic coach. And, and yeah, I look at their squad. I think they've got some championship players within, within that group. And, and, and I do see them as a team that will get stronger and stronger as the season goes on. And obviously at home... Um, I saw a home win. Jordan Rhodes is is scoring at will. I'm not sure what Huddersfield will Huddersfield supporters will make of that. Um, him, him being on loan from there, I mean, it was lovely to see Owen Dale score. Obviously, Owen Dale had a had a really t- tough um, mm. recent period. Him and his him and his partner. So, just wanted to Owen's a boy that that I've worked with at, at Portsmouth and lo- lo- lovely boy, lovely family. Had a real tough time. Um, with his with his partner miscarrying, so yeah, just wanted to send out send send my love to him and and mm. and a, a fantastic performance after what what must have been such a difficult period for for him personally, um, and yeah, obviously CJ Hamilton with a, with a goal just just towards the end to to cap off a three 0 victory. Now seventh in the table, looking like they want to put a little bit of pressure on those uh, towards the top. Um, listen, there were other games going on in League One this weekend that were of interest. 
Leighton Orient going away to Carlisle and, and winning this weekend. Rule Soterio's fifth goal of the season. Um, one defeat in seven games in all competitions for Leighton Orient. Are they another side who are going to emerge this season for you? Yeah, I think they've had a brilliant run. I think 13 points in the last six games. Um, obviously, they um, have just found out that the that the late that the game against Lincoln, which which was obviously postponed because of the the, the supporter mm. passing away in the in the in the, in the final moments of that game, and um, I think that has to be replayed. But yeah. um, I think I think Richie Wellens has done a brilliant job. Obviously, getting promoted had a difficult start to the season. Sometimes teams, when they get promoted, can find that transition difficult. But they look look like they've now found their feet. Richie won't come away from from his game idea and the way that he wants his teams to play. They want to try to control possession and dominate the ball. Um, they've got goals in their in their team, and and yeah, I think that, that 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 was a fantastic win away from home. And if they they want to have another successful season and be in and around those playoff places, then their away form is gonna is gonna ultimately define them. And. Yeah, it, I look at League One as a whole, and I just think it's the most open division out of mm, all of the mm, uh, championship to, to League One, League Two. I see League One this year as being the most open open division, and it's definitely you know there, there, there's probably ten teams that will feel that they can get promoted from from that league. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. Um, and listen, just to confirm what you were saying there, the game between Leighton Orient and Lincoln, which was abandoned because of that medical emergency uh, in the crowd and, and sadly uh, the fan Derek Reynolds passing away, that will be replayed in full. Um, no new date has been given for the fixture at Brisbane Road, but there was one question I wanted to ask you. Um, from a sporting integrity perspective, with the game having been 1-0 at the time, it was abandoned, obviously for very serious and, and much-needed reasons. Would you like to see it? Maybe I, I can say I would probably like to see, you know, the one nil goal given at the start of the game, um, whether it's actually scored or not to the side that was winning one nil. Yeah, we still play the 90 minutes and um, Lincoln have the, the, the opportunity to have 90 minutes to come from a goal down rather than the final six minutes of that game. Um, but just in terms of that goal having been scored, I think it would be right to do so. Am I wrong in saying that? Well, I think it's a really difficult decision, for, firstly, for the for the EFL and the FA um, because of the circumstances. Obviously, late on, it will 1-0 up. I think the game um, was stopped in about the 83rd, 84th minute. So there was still there was still time to play. And from a sporting integrity perspective, I understand that they have to have clear rules in, the, in, in this situation. So I understand why it is being replayed. I think... If you were to speak to both sets of supporters, I think both probably in the circumstances would have been happy for for Leighton to take the three points. Um, and I know obviously Lincoln very very well as a football club, and it's a mm. brilliant club with incredible values, with some brilliant just some brilliant people at, at the club that, that 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 share those values. And I'm sure that they will they will they will be communicating and speaking and, and will come up with the right the, the decision. I know already that they've um they've they've honoured Derek and his family and and mm -hmm. and dealt with what is a really difficult situation in a fantastic way. And I'm sure um the two clubs will be communicating. Hopefully, you know, if if the game is being replayed and um the, the supporters that were at the game, hopefully they they will be able to watch the game again for free. Maybe mm -hmm. they there can be a, a, a donation towards Derek and his family and we can raise some money for, yeah. for, 
for them or for charity. Um, but but normally when you when when you see the, these moments happen in sport and, and particularly in football, you see the bet you actually see the best in people. So um, I, and I know there's so many good people at Lincoln. So I'm sure um, between them and Leighton Orient, they will they will they will find the right solution. Yeah, fingers crossed um, that we get there. Uh, that game will be replayed. Um, very emotional, I'm sure, uh, for both groups uh, of fans and the players involved. Uh, speaking of Lincoln City, let's talk about their game at the weekend, uh, Danny. A, a 1-0 defeat at home against Burton. Burton uh, now three wins in a row. Of course, 10-man Lincoln City at Sintel Bank. Uh, Danny Mandrew sent off 10 minutes after half-time. Um, but Lincoln suffered their first home defeat of the season. They only had one shot on target all afternoon. Six games unbeaten for Burton, three defeats out of four for Lincoln City. Where are these two sides right now for you? Well, I think Burton have had a, had a really good response to a difficult start to the season. And Dean, Dino Manria has, you know, I thought their recruitment in the summer was really aggressive. You know, they brought the, uh, the likes of Cole Stockton into the group. Um, really added f- firepower to 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 them as a, as a as a club. Probably have got some key injuries at the start of uh, back in the preseason start of the season, which meant that they had a difficult start. I think um, they they look like they found their feet. They are always going to be very very competitive, a very physical team, very very good from from set pieces and restarts. Um, they obviously scored a goal from from a restart on on Saturday, and they're a difficult team when when they score the first goal. They're a difficult team to play against because they are um, very good against the ball, very well organised, good distances, um, and very hard to break down. And I think Lincoln found that on on Saturday, and it looked a, an evenly poised game at half time. It looked like the fir- the first goal was going to be be critical. I think for Lincoln, it's tough for them at the moment. They have Tyler Walker injured, they have Ben House injured, so they have issues at the top end of the pitch. Um, and and at the moment, they're they're not able to find the solutions, and they've had a had a, had a difficult run, run of run of games. Obviously, Danny Mandrew getting sent off kind of added to that, added to the situation. And um, when he was sent off for. for uh, I think uh, an uncharacteristic like tackle, really, because mm. he's a really talented boy. I mean, he's someone that I watched a lot in Ireland. Um, incredibly talented, very, very good with the ball. Always got a moment extra, um, able to create and score goals. Um, really gives the the link that Lincoln team a little bit of difference. And for him to get sent off in the way he did with quite a reckless ta- tackle is quite un- uncharacteristic like for him. Uh, no doubt he was just frustrated in the game because Lincoln hadn't been able to find their rhythm. Um, but yeah, when they did, when he did get sent off, then they literally conceded the goal maybe maybe a minute, two minutes after, and, and from there it was a, it, it ended up being a difficult afternoon for them. And they now have a have an important game next week to bounce back away at, at Fleetwood. Uh, just before we leave the action this weekend uh, in League One, Cambridge United won, Shrewsbury Town won, not a massively startling result, 16th and 17th in the division, but a special moment for Michael Morrison, who scored his first Cambridge goal in over 16 years as they drew one all uh, with Shrewsbury, as I mentioned, uh, 23rd of January 2007, uh, the last time he scored for the club, of course, time away as well, but... Um, yeah, special moment for him. What did you make of it? Well, Michael's a boy that, that I know well. We had the pleasure of working with him last year at Portsmouth. Um, I just 
close all of the 2023-24 goal 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 of the season competitions now. <laughs> because what a goal! I mean, if Lionel Messi scores that goal, everybody is talking about it for for weeks. Be months, five and players years. dribbled through the lot. Incredible playing left left side is centre half on his wrong foot takes a big touch drives past uh, Daniel Udu for, for Shrewsbury and steps into midfield goes in goes out manages to navigate to the to the penalty area then a lovely chop brilliant disguise gets one on one and coolly slots it in the corner if there's ever been a goal that deserves to win a game it was that one and uh, Michael is just a, a brilliant character a brilliant professional. Um, I'm sure it's it's it, it will be his the, the best goal that he ever scores in his career and uh, yes yeah, certainly it was worthy of winning any game but yeah. credit to Shrewsbury because they showed real resilience like they have done in in recent games and and were able to fall back fight back and, and find the equaliser. Okay, we'll get to the action in League Two shortly. Big news at MK Dons, of course. We'll also talk Portsmouth and Derby County, but you're listening to EFL All Access in partnership with 888 Sport. Made to challenge, made to debate, made to play. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. EFL All Access on TalkSport 2. You're listening to EFL All Access on TalkSport 2. I am Hugh Wizencroft alongside the former Lincoln City boss, Danny Cowley, this evening. Thank you for joining us. Remember, we've got a big interview coming up a little bit later on with the Watford boss, Valerian Ishmael. Watford fans, stay tuned for that. Incredibly instructive about the future of your football club. Uh, and we'll come to the future of MK Dons very shortly. But let's round off a couple of conversations regarding League One while we're here, Danny. Um, regarding your old club, Portsmouth, let's start there. Um, obviously, they didn't play, um, but they've been very impressive under John Massinho in his first managerial position. Top of the table, unbeaten so far this season. What have you made of their start? And, and do you make them the favourites for automatic promotion? Yeah, I think they've had a brilliant start to, to the season. Um, I think 16 points in the last six games, which is a, a, a brilliant return. I think five wins and a, and a draw. Um, a really good group. I think their recruitment has been very, very good in the summer. I think that they had a good group to recruit for uh, and, and add two. And I think that they've done that really, really well. Um, and... Um, I think they'd be really pleased with the position that they were in. Obviously, this time last year we were we were in a similar position, um, and unfortunately, then 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 had some injury issues and fell away. I I, I look at Portsmouth. I just look at the league this year. I don't see the 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 strength in that division. I don't see the the, the quality of Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth. Um, I just see it being really really open, and 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 I'm sure. You know, Portsmouth, the position that they're in, will feel feel really, really confident going going into to the winter months. And like I said, I just look at the group and I look at the depth now they've got to their squad. Mm. But if they do pick up injuries, like most teams do in a forty six game season, I think that they've got the um the depth and the capabilities and the quality to be able to cope. And and credit to John Senior and 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 John Harley and his staff, and obviously Richard Hughes behind the scenes, who's who's the sporting director there now um, because collectively they're, they're doing really, really well and they're in a great, great place. And when when you you have a club like Portsmouth and you you get momentum, 
they can be very, very difficult to stop. The supporters are incredible there. And they drive the energy. And um, Fratton Park can be a really difficult place for, for opposing teams in, in these moments. So, so yeah, obviously I have a, an affinity to the club. I'm really hoping that, that this year is their, their season. They're in a good spot right now at Portsmouth in the groove. Unfortunately, Derby County, not exactly the same. And they're a team that a lot of people were looking to, as we know, uh, this season to be right up there. Paul Warren saying his entire squad have to spend the international break thinking about how they can improve. Eighth in League One after 11 games, 10 points adrift of Portsmouth at this point in time. Paul Warren says, fundamentally, we're failing. We're not in the top six where we need to get... They need to go away and have a think, come back and improve with the standards, all of them. Um, that, that's strong words for this time in the season. But do you understand why he's speaking kind of that 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 level and kind of that strength of term? Well, I think he'll be disappointed with the way that Derby have started for sure. Um, for me, they were the favourites going into the season. When you look at the, the size of the club and you look at the, um, the, the the squad that they've they've assembled, if I'm honest, it, it doesn't look like a Paul Warren squad to me. I look back at the the success Paul Warren has had in League One. And you look at that Rotherham team, hugely athletic, mm-hmm. lots of pace, lots of power, played very very aggressively against the ball in a man to man system. Um, they outrun, outwork, outfight opponents. This Derby team looks different, more technical, maybe more experienced player, maybe less athleticism and, and legs in the group. So it it looks like um, there's a sort of disparity with the group that they've assembled and the way that Paul wants his teams to play. And maybe that's where the, the inconsistency has come. And, and particularly at home, they, they just haven't been able to, to get on the right side of of, of some of these games that they would, they would like to win. You know, they, they drew with Cambridge, um, obviously drew with Portsmouth, um, lost to Oxford at home, um, lost to Wigan at home, lost to, lost to Blackpool at home. So, yeah, their home form surprisingly has, has been has been poor and you would anticipate, you know, it, it, it being much better than that. Uh, we shall see how Derby County improve in the coming weeks. Obviously not playing this weekend, but kind of two teams there that are worth talking about in Portsmouth and Derby County for slightly well, very different reasons. Anyway, let's get into League Two, Danny. The big news today, MK Dons sacking their head coach, Graham Alexander, after just 16 games in charge. Uh, the 52-year-old former Scotland international appointed in May after last season's relegation, but the Dons have failed to win any of their last eight league games. They are currently 16th in the table. Uh, his final game in charge was Saturday's 2 all draw with Barrow. They conceded twice in added time, as I'm sure many of you know, having led by two goals to nil until the 93rd minute. 93 on the clock, 95 on the clock. And that was the end of Graham Alexander's time in charge. And we spoke to him on the show, Danny, a little bit earlier on this season. He spoke so well about his long-term ambitions for the club. And yet 16 games and he is gone. Is that a harsh decision or can you understand it? You've been there yourself in terms of the need to get results in this league. Well, I think... 16 games and maybe three, four months at 
in the role is is not he's not long at all, is it to change it to 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 turn a club around? And and obviously MK Don's had their problems last year, got relegated, probably should never have got relegated if we're honest out of League One. I think even even in the final game of the season when they did get relegated against Burton, it was a game that ninety nine out of a hundred times they win with the performance they put in. I mean if you look at the the statistics behind that game, their expected goals was incredible. The Dom, dominance of territory and possession. Um, they lost that game. I think then the club decided to um, maybe go away from its philosophy because it's always been a club, particularly in recent years, that have that have been very, very um, focused in possession and dominating the ball. Obviously, Russell Martin did a really, really good job there, which then Liam Manning picked up and, and run with and, and did, 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 did fantastically well in the season before last when they narrowly missed out on automatics and probably should have got promoted that season. Um, I think... I think to make the changes they did in the summer and to come away from their their philosophy was was maybe a mistake and maybe 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 Pete the owner has, has has seen that and as a consequence Graham has has, has suffered in, in 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 making that change. Um, for me as a manager, my empathy is always with 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 um, my colleagues. You know. Three, four months in a in a job, sixteen games is just not enough time to, to be able to make make an imprint, um, let alone start to to make a real impact. So, so yeah, of course, I feel so. I feel sorry for Graham. I, I watched the game on Saturday. Um, they 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 changed their system. They moved away from the back three. They went to a diamond. You could see that he was searching for the solutions. You would have to say at 92 minutes, you think he's found the solutions. They're 2-0 up against a good Barrow team. They then concede um, the anxiety. You can feel the the, um, the negative emotion um, in, in the stadium. And they then they then concede again and they draw 2 all. And I listened to his, his post-match interview after and, you know, uh, I... I felt so sorry for him, and um, yeah, really sorry to see him see him lose his job. Like, like I said, for me, I know MK had a really bad season last year, but I didn't think it needed to be completely ripped up. I just believe that they've got a really good way of playing. I thought Russell Martin and you know, and probably Carl Robinson before him, but certainly Russell Martin in more recent times um, brought that brought that style. Um, to, to to MK, I thought Liam Liam Manning did a brilliant job in building on that. I just thought it needed maybe tweaking. Certainly, you know, their 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 defensive organisation maybe needed some work, and I think they could have gone into League Two, keeping the same style of play with the group that they had. Which, let's be honest, is a is an outstanding squad for that level. When you look at people like Moisa. Jonathan Lecco, Alex Gilby, Jack Payne, who have taken on loan from from um, Charlton. You look over Hora defensively, Tucker, um, Dan Harvey, maybe people like Cam Norman. They've got a really, really good MJ Williams from from Bolton. They 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 signed. They've got a brilliant squad for that level. So um, yeah, I just I just thought that that maybe that you know with that squad, if they could have kept to the same way of playing because let's be honest most of those players that they've recruited have been recruited for that style and it is really the MK way um, then I think that they would have had a much smoother transition into this season but but they didn't um, they made changes and now they're making more changes and yeah what what do they need now they need 
they need some stability. And for mm. me, they need to get back to playing the the MK way. And if they can they can do that, then I'm sure, you know, I know they're sitting now in in a position that they don't want to be 16th and, and only 16 points after 13 games. But that league, you know, we 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 see it year after year in League Two because there's four promotion places, three automatics and one through the playoffs. There always seems to be someone who comes really, really late and on the rails, as it were, and, and maybe MK can be MK Dons can be that team. It's interesting to see Mike Williamson, Gateshead boss, the former Newcastle defender, very strongly linked with the job uh, today with the bookmakers, the club sixth. Uh, in the National League. He was also linked with the Oldham job very recently, although Mickey Mellon went for, for that job. But I think in terms of the style that Gateshead have played, he's been very impressive to many people. And you, you spoke about getting back to the MK Don's way. Could he possibly be the answer? Personally, I was kind of disappointed with the statement today um, because there was no words from the chairman, Pete Winkleman at MK Don's in terms of the reasoning behind this, yes, of course, we can all point to results, but after 16 games, I think we do need some kind of direction. Certainly the MK Dons fans need to know what's next, when is it coming, what kind of manager does this club feel that it needs now? Because, um, you know, after today, we have no real understanding of what that is. Graham Alexander, obviously very vastly experienced, not given much time. So um, it'll be interesting to see if a young and up-and-coming manager like Mike Williamson will take that opportunity in League Two at a very big club, if you like, at that at that division um, for his next step in terms of his, his coaching career. Personally, I think that would be a good fit. I can understand that. I've watched his Gateshead teams this year. I think they're sitting in sixth position so far this season, already accumulated 20. 25 points um they play in a in a really similar um way to to Milton Keynes or the way Milton Keynes have played in recent years anyway very very possession based building up from the from the back always the the first pass to the to the center half looking to try to play through teams looking to try to get central overload and, and really dominate the ball and you know they've been really impressive Gated and I can see that that being a good fit. Um, yeah, Pete uh, is a is a is a really is a really good guy. I think he's an um, an emotional man. Uh, he 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 loves that club and he loves that that town, mm. uh, Milton Keynes. And I you know I remember listening to one of his interviews in the summer on the back of relegation, you could see how much it had hurt him. Um, and he's trying to find the right solutions. You you know, for sure, and I know probably some of the supporters are, are frustrated at the moment, but one thing is for sure, he, he has the club's best interests at heart and he, him more than anybody wants wants success for Milton Keynes. And yeah, for me, it would be to to get back to to what they do and the way they are and they are, and I suppose, yeah, their philosophy and their their DNA. Okay, all right, we'll see who MK Dons go for next. Uh, That was the voice of Danny Cowley. I'm Hugh Wisencroft with you on EFL All Access. We're going to hear from the Watford boss, Valerian Ishmael, very soon. We'll talk about Wayne Rooney and Danny Roll's new appointments in the Championship, as well as looking into some of the football in League Two. That's next on EFL All Access with 888 Sport. Uh, Made to play, made to debate, uh, made to challenge. It's 18 plus, begambleaware.org. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. EFL All Access on TalkSport 2. (laughs) 
You're listening to EFL All Access on TalkSport 2. Uh, easy for me to say. I'm Hugh Wizencroft alongside the former Lincoln City boss, Danny Cowley. And let's look at some of the results in League 2 this weekend. And we'll start with a big one for Mansfield Town, who beat Notts County, uh, fighting back to extend their unbeaten start to the season to 17 games with a memorable derby victory. Uh, it moves Mansfield up to third in the table within a point of Notts County, who slipped to second after being overtaken at the top by Stockport. We'll come to them in a minute, but first, let's hear what the Notts County boss Luke Williams had to say after Saturday's defeat. He doesn't believe his team are currently playing like a top side. I know when we're top and when we're not. And at the moment, we're not top. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not playing top. We, sh- we see glimpses of it, or we see sometimes like 45 minutes of it. And if you don't maintain that, you're not top. But I know that this group of players have the ability to be a top side in this division if they can extend the periods where they concentrate and they remain in control and they play the football that they play. Um, and we, we, we've shown that we're, we're, we're very, very difficult for teams to play against, but we have to maintain that level. So a 4-1 defeat for Notts County. Uh, Mansfield Town doing absolutely fantastically well, starting to turn some of those draws into victories and put real pressure on uh, at the top. These two sides right now make interesting cases, don't they, Danny? Because, if anything, a lot of people saying, look, Notts County in promotion, it's cert- they're certainly in the conversation. Well, Mansfield have thrown themselves right in the hat as well. They have. I think Nigel Clough has done a brilliant job this season. I look at that squad and I just think that they are very, very well equipped to to get promoted this season. I've looked at Mansfield for a number of years and they've always been in and around it and never quite been able to find that promotion. Remember the year that we got promoted at Lincoln, they were um, being managed by Dave Flickcroft there, Mansfield, and they were were in in the automatic positions all season and just fell out of it literally in the last last game of the season. I think they lost to MK Dons and then they ended up losing in the playoffs. And they've um they they're a team that I just look at the squad of just so much experience. Um they have a, they have enough physicality in the group. They've obviously added Aidan Flint who just gives them you know a real physical presence defensively but also probably 10 goals from set pieces. Um They've got Lucas Atkins, who's very experienced, Jordan Bowery, the goals of um, Davis Keller Dunn, um, Ollie Clark in midfield, who, you know, with, with George Maris is uh, is a very, very good midfield partnership. And, you know, you add Louis Reed to that as well in the middle. They they've got they've got a little bit of everything. And I think when I look at them and I compare them to Notts County, they've certainly got more experience within their squad. Notts County playing a different way. I think they are, their X factor is their manager Luke Williams and, and their style of play. He's able to, um, you know, coach that team in such a sophisticated way, uh, and I think he's been able to get the very, very most out of that group. I just look at them, um, and my worry for Notts County is just defensively. I just think that probably if they want to go and find another promotion, which I do believe is in their group, particularly when you look at the top end of the pitch, because you look at Look at the likes of David McGoldrick, who for me is the best player in League Two. He was the best player in League One last year, and he's ended up going dropping a division. So there's no doubt, even he, you know, at the age that he's at, he's 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 a he's a tremendous player for that yeah. level. Um, you look at you look at Dan Crowley, who has just come into that team and looks like just such a good fit with with his attributes and the way that Luke Williams wants his teams to play. So they've definitely at the top end of the pitch um, got the quality. Obviously, the goals of Langstaff as well. 
Um, just defensively for me is 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 my is my concern. And it looks at the moment that they're gonna have to score three in every game to win. And yeah. we know that that doesn't always happen in football. So probably they need to get to January and maybe add one or two defensively just to be able to give them and it's hard because obviously to play for a Luke Williams team you need to as as a, as a defensive player you need to be comfortable on the ball and you need to be really brave in possession so that means you have to be technically really competent so he's got to try to find the players that are technically competent but also have the physicality to be able to come through those winter months in league 2 when you know that you're going to be dealing with some direct play at times aerial bombardments so it's trying to find the balance between between that. But Luke has, has been just a, a, a has done a brilliant job in management to, today, and I'm sure he'll, he'll find the solutions. A couple of great games for us to very quickly talk about as well. Stockport now top of the table. They beat Harrogate three one away from home. A record eighth consecutive win in all competitions as well. I've got to say, Louis Barry fantastic look he's a player that we've all been waiting for his career to ignite if you like and he seems very very comfortable at this level maybe he's too good to be playing at this level but in terms of his early career you know getting the goals is one thing but I think the influence that he had on this match as a whole he was just almost too much to handle if he can play like that every week the goals will come the victories will come and he will end up playing at a high level very very soon probably with Stockport County the way they're going yeah I think so I think he's he's obviously a uh, a boy that's got talent and, and and technical quality well above well above the level that he's playing at. Um, I don't see past Stockport. I see them being champions this year. Um, I just look at the group. Dave Challenger that has been there a long while. They've got a consistency about them. They did have a difficult start, but let's be fair to them. They had some really key injuries at the start of the season. They're now at a run of eight eight wins. They still are still waiting for some of their top players like Carl Wooten to actually get. I know he's coming off the bench at the moment, to, but to be fully fit. Um, and when when they do get him back and and add him to what they've already got, I just I just see a team that um, have have a really good way of playing. They can dominate the ball, but also have the the physical quality as well. Um, and that's why, you know, if I compare them, and they're quite an easy team to compare with, like a Notts County, because there's a similar game idea there. But I see the the, the squad that Stockport have and the experience Stockport have giving them the, the advantage over over Notts County. And and I don't, I, if I'm honest, in what is a really really competitive league too, I, I don't see past Notts County. Uh, sorry, I don't see past Stockport County this season. Wrexham 3, Salford City 2. Two late goals from Stephen Fletcher. Jordan Davis uh, saw Wrexham snatch a thrilling victory away from Salford City, who, of course, uh, were two goals up in this one. A real disappointment. Wrexham, though, up to fifth. Three points behind the leaders. Stockport, Salford dropped to 15th, having their three-match winning streak ended in, in this dramatic fashion. They're just going to be entertaining every week, whether it's in front of the opposition goal or their own. Wrexham, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They, you know, they've got that kind of never say die attitude. They're a team and a squad that's used to winning. Got promoted last year with an incredible points tally, um, and they just know how to win football matches. And of course, you know, two nil down, two Matt Smith goals for Salford. Um, but they've got so much. They've got so much power in their group. They can score from open play. They can score from set pieces. They obviously have that really effective long throw. Um, Added people like Stephen Fletcher to the group that's given them a real, real, real experience and 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 a, and a quality. 
and and yeah, they're they're a team you know now have Paul Mullin back fit and back running back back up and running as well. So they're going to be a they're going to be a very good team. And the, the fact that they can win games in all different ways suggests that they can they can go and have another really successful season. Okay, Danny, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back next and we'll be talking a little bit of championship. We'll hear uh, from Valerian Ishmael. We'll talk Wayne Rooney and Danny Roll as well. You're listening to EFL All Access in partnership with 888 Sport. Made to challenge, made to debate, made to play. It's 18 plus. Make sure you check out BeGambleAware.org. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. EFL All Access on TalkSport 2. This is EFL All Access on TalkSport 2. I'm Hugh Wilson-Croft. We'll be back with Danny Cowley, the former Portsmouth and Huddersfield manager, very shortly. But let's dive into the championship. No action there, of course, this weekend. But one championship side who will have taken this international break to reset is Watford and their manager, Valerian Ishmael. It's been a difficult start to the season for the Hornets. They sit 20th in the table with only two wins from their first 11 games. I had the real pleasure of catching up with Valerian earlier. Earlier on today. Valerian, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on EFL All Access. Um, I, I've been looking forward to speaking to you, but I, I did want to start by just asking how you're feeling. How have you settled into life at Watford? I'm good. I think that's um, a lot of work. Um, we've got a challenging situation at the minute, but um, the championship is a long, long run. And it's all about every time to, to do it better. But um, otherwise, I'm... Um, very pleased here, the environment with my staff, uh, with the players, and I think everything is, is settled at the minute. It's good to hear. We'll come to, I think, life at Watford in a little bit more detail. But I, it's not your first time in the EFL. As we know, you spent time at Barnsley, West Bromwich Albion as well. So I wanted to, I guess, talk about your evolution as a coach by asking how you firstly reflect on your previous EFL ex- experiences. Yes, I think it was the, the, the first experience with Barnsley was um, exactly what, what I, I wanted and expected when I came to, to England football. It was a big opportunity for me to come in, in England and um, it was a successful uh, period. And I think that the next one with West Brom uh, actually at the beginning was uh, very successful. The first six months we were the top of the league or the top, top six all the time. Um, even at the end, when I left the club, we were in the top um, top five even. So um, actually quite um, uh, su- successful. And now it's a, it's another challenge. Um, big ambition in the in the club, but at the same time um, a transition period. Um, so it's meant to build something um, to to change the um, the mindset to to reshape the the squad to 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 reshape the the, the club as well. Uh, so it's a lot a lot of work we we made um, a lot of work uh, is is already very uh, positive, but for sure the, the main one is on the on the pitch. It's, it's all about to to get the re- reward the the results, but at the minute we are working on it that uh, we can get the result we uh, we want. Interesting you use that term transition period for, for the club. How do you view it, not just you, but the, the hierarchy, those that work around you at the club in terms of what this next period should represent for Watford? 
I think it was a lot of works uh, we we made behind the behind the scene. Um, we've uh, it started with the with the squad, uh, then um, we had the clean out with uh, clear out with uh, 20, 20 player left, uh, key player left. We had uh, some young players. Um, we want to to work with young players to give the the chance to give the the path, uh, <laughs> e even with the structure. Uh, around the, the 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 squad, we we made a, a lot of change to to make sure we um, we took the, the right decision. And um, I think it's it's a normal it's a normal process. And the second one is more to to implement the, the way we want to to play. I think at the minute we don't have a, a tactical problem or technical problem or fitness problem. Is more mental um, um, challenge. Um, due the, the the change on the the way in the in the club the the previous year the club had always the the key players made the difference Ismail Asar, Joao Pedro uh, all those players made the the difference at any time you didn't play well but they score and then give you that that feeling that everything is fine but uh, behind the scene everyone was not really really happy but you, you were you were successful so uh, you you came more over the individual uh, quality now uh, we changed that and then or the club changed that that view and uh now the, the the my job is to to come more about the team spirit the the the, the, the team uh performance and um, some player who maybe um could have uh, hidden behind the, the key players last season or the previous year. Now the the the, the spotlight is on them, so they need to show up. It's a new situation for for them, but uh, it's a process, and just every time to take responsibility every game, to to see that um, the key player not more here. So now you have to show up. You have to become the the key player. So it's it's all a, a process at the minute. Such an interesting process as well. I wanted to hone in on that. The, the kind of lifting the confidence of the individual players, if you like, certainly the ones who weren't making the headlines every week. You as a coach, a man, manager, a human being, how do you go about that? What's your method to, to getting the best out of your players in that respect and, and lifting that confidence? I think it's important when, when you are a leader, you, you have the first one is to lead lead by example. Uh, I have some keywords are very important for for me, and I spoke with the with the player, with the work ethic, work hard, discipline, commitment, and respect. This is uh, rules; they are non-negotiable for for me. And uh, the player, the player know that when when you move within the, the rules, is no no problem. I support my my players. Um, the second one, I need to uh, inspire my my player to motivate them. Um, to put the the performance <laughs> it doesn't work sometimes you work well sometimes you have to to put more effort at the half time or after the the game to make sure they didn't lost the the focus but it's our job as a as a manager to make sure that uh, everyone uh, stick together everyone is on the on the same page and 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 when you are in a transition like that then it's all about time it's all about uh time you you need to 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 improve the the player some player react quickly some player need need more time and at the same time the challenging is, is to get the results and to to make sure you you get that uh, that confidence otherwise um as i say this is uh this is why we love this this job as a, as a manager because you uh you are the key uh, for all the the situation. When you win, you get the the reward, you get the the prize. When you lose, then it will be more challenging. But um, it's a part of the game. Uh, can I come to the tactics next? Um, 
because I think fans have been quite pleasantly surprised. Um, with all due respect to the time at Barnsley and West Brom, they seem to have noticed a change in how your teams are approaching matches. Is this something that you've deliberately tried to do, a different football philosophy? How would you describe how you, you view the game as a, as a coach now? I think it's, it's easier to, um, to, to describe that, uh, that, that to, to make it clear. So uh, as, as a manager, you want always to play football. When I came to Bansley, it was the COVID time. Uh, if you remember, mm-hmm. um, the season started late. Uh, we play uh, every three, three games months the the pitches were not great every everywhere and at some point you just to uh, you arrive middle of the of the season and you you just need to 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 find something that is with the the team and the team react straight away with a, a way to to play because i knew that the other way will be difficult when you don't have the the player to play like you you expected to have more possession so this team at that time the quality was the mentality the effort they put on the pitch young player with a big a big heart a big desire and then uh, you have to stick on it if you see this is the quality of the the team to put the effort uh, then you have to to stick on it and after you stick to start to to win a game or win a game and then you uh, the player got that uh, that confidence and West Brom what another another situation but um the way we play, we we at the end we we had a lot of possession uh, for fifty four percent, I think, in average. Uh, we we had we were six on the in the in the league, so it was another another transition from a drop from the Premier League when you didn't have the possession to to turn the team in a in a in a possession team. So it was the it was the the challenge at that, that uh, at that time. But uh, it's the same when you don't have the player to play like you expected. You need all all the time to to adjust and especially if you don't get the support in the transfer period to get the player you you want for different different reasons, then you have to to deal with them. This is what uh, it's always difficult for for a manager. And uh, now after that, for sure, Besiktas was uh, with a high quality player. So for sure, you have more focus on the, the position stuff. And now it's the same with uh, with Watford, the team, uh, clear position based uh, based team. We are fourth in the league in the position table, um, so we uh, we know what we have uh, what we have to do, and it's all about the the squad we you you've got to to adapt um, with your philosophy, your way to to play and to adapt what the the squad need. You mentioned the recruitment several times as well. There has been a big. Uh, change in the club recently your technical director leaving the club said that it would give you a wider managerial remit to influence the footballing setup at the club so so what is your vision for Watford now that you have a bigger role you've got this new contract as well it gives you time to to settle in and make wide changes at the football club What, what, what do you need what do Watford need I think it's it's a step by step. Uh, as you say, the, the first step was to uh, to have the clean out, to, to to change the mentality, to to put more discipline in the in the squad around the, the city, to create that work ethic within the the club, um, to stick together, and. Um, and now to, to give the chance to the young players to, to develop throughout the, the, the two uh, transfer period. Uh, and we will, the next few months, we will assess the, the squad. And to, it was the first decision to say, okay, we took some player. And at the end in January will be the time to, to assess the second phase to see, okay, uh, what's worked out? What uh, didn't work out? So what can we do? Can we improve the player, or we need to uh, to find the the right player? So and and this is will be our way in the rebuilding 
that uh, all the time to to assess the player to give the player that feeling that we need you we give you the the chance to to improve you you are the right player for us at the at the minute but after some point for sure we need to to uh, to see if the performance is right if we are happy if it's more on us to improve the the player on the technical side or if uh, we are not satisfied for any any reason then we have to to move on the on the transfer market for you is there a type of player that suits the championship that will suit your coaching or Watford and what does that boil down to most importantly for you is it the character the strength of character the technical ability the the tactical understanding what type of player would you like to bring to Watford <laughs> you, you need actually all the the, the, the profile in, in the player you need a technical player they need the, the physical player because you are in the championship uh, you need the fast player so Actually, you need for the profile, for the, the way we play, the, the system we, uh, we play in 4-3-3 to make sure we can get the, the player we, uh, we need. And as you say, this is the, 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 the championship and the championship is a relentless, very strong uh, league. And this year, especially uh, more. So uh, you need to, to adapt. When I came with Barnsley uh, three years ago, it was uh, more... 80%, 90% from the squad play with a back three. It was more direct, uh, direct football. And now you see the most of the team play with the back four, play from the from the back, build up a lot of intensity on the on the pitch. Uh, the game time uh, is is bigger, so it's something completely completely different. And the on the profile, so the championship involve, and uh, you not you have to to involve and adapt to the to the championship and adapt to your to your way to to play. Just a couple more questions. We'll look ahead to the weekend in a second, but I did want to go back to that new contract. How did it all come about? And was it a surprise for you to extend your time at Watford so soon? I think for sure the the, the, the time was uh, was quick um, and early in the in the season. But actually, after already after the the, the pre season with all the work we, we put in with my with my staff to change, as I said, the, the first step to change the reshape the mentality to create that work ethic um, to enjoy to come every day to work more on the on the pitch. Uh, this is what the the board expected from from us, and we made our our job and the board believe in our way believe in that way to uh, to work and uh, they came to me and then so straight away we believe in, in, in this way and this is exactly what we expected and I think uh, when you believe in, in, in something then it was more the, the message to, to to send across to see now we uh, we want to go through that way to together it was the same feeling for me to say everything is, is right uh, here um, I got the support I need I have uh, uh, great staff, um, the facility at the top top level. So everything you you need, especially when you were already around the uh, the, the world and, and and know exactly what you need as a as a manager. So I feel that I am on at the at the right place, and the club think that I am the right guy. So this is uh, the reason why the extension came. I was. Um, uh, Positively surprised, but it was no uh, big uh, decision for me to, to do it because the feeling was there. We want to work together. We want to, to build something together. We believe in, in, in each other way. So this is a reason we, we made it. So it gives us now um, the, 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 the time uh, to, to work, to give the answer for the, for the players. Um, because 
through the previous years, there was a lot of insecurity always with the with the players. You give maybe an alibi for the for the player when the thing doesn't go go right. But now it's it's a clear message for for everyone is is focus on the work on the on the pitch. Finally, we'll get back to the pitch then. Two wins so far this season, but a big, big game coming up at home to Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend. How do you approach that, you and your staff and your players? Yes, from in terms of, of win in the first 11, 11 games, so when you uh, assess the, the game, uh, it's, not, it's not enough on, in terms of, of points and win. When you see some games, we should have um, uh, won clearly. Um, we didn't um, made it, so we we know exactly what we we have to do, uh, what we have to to work with the with the players, the, the player aware, and that game is is uh, another championship game with a big uh, desire um, to to get the three points, um, to be focused on ourselves. We play home in front of our fans. We know what we have to do uh, better and to, to make sure that we uh, we can get the the three points but is a it will be a fight is no easy game in the in the in the in the championship huh? everyone um anyone can beat anyone in in this league we we know we know that and this is the reason we take the game one by one all our focus our energy uh, is on the game on on uh, on saturday well, Valerian, it's been fantastic to speak to you we wish you all the best luck with the rest of the season i'm sure we'll speak again soon Okay, thank you very much. Changing a culture, Danny Cowley, hugely important. It's not just a job for Valerian Ishmael. might be a job too for a couple of other managers going into the championship very, very soon as well. Big name in the shape of Wayne Rooney heading to Birmingham City. We spoke about him a little bit uh, last week. Um, I'm kind of interested in what you feel about that appointment and whether Wayne Rooney can get something more out of this group of players than John Eustace did. I imagine you managed against Rooney when you were in charge of Portsmouth, is that right? So we managed against Wayne Rooney when he played for Derby, so he was player-coach at ah, the time. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, obviously he was a, a world-class player. Um, still in the early part of his managerial career, but has had some really good experiences. Obviously, the situation at Derby was not easy. Um, I felt that he managed through that with with, with real integrity. Um, and then he's been over to America with a different experience. Team just missed out on the playoffs. I have to say that I, I really feel for John Eustace because I thought he was doing a fantastic job at Birmingham. And you know, I just I just don't see that. I, I mean, you know, for them for Birmingham to be sitting sixth with 18 points from 11 games in in a really strong position you just look at that group and and what what John was getting out of that group he, you know he was obviously playing in a way that that allowed the players to to feel good and play at their best and you could see that there was a real relationship now we know how football works this isn't saying that's happened overnight. This is something that's been waiting to happen. And there's no doubt that that John would have known for, for the last few, two, two or three weeks that, that probably his time at Birmingham was coming to the end. Probably the players would have been aware in, in the dressing room as well. And the fact that they've played so well over the last, last two, three, four weeks, I think says everything about the relationship that John had with his players. Um, and it's going to be really interesting now because... You know, we all know we all know about football psychology, and it's it's a tough situation for for Wayne to come in and actually add value to what is already a really um, 
is a team that's already working towards its, you know, right up towards its potential. So um, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Um, obviously, he brings uh, an incredibly plan, plan background and incredible plan pedigree. That is definitely going to, you know, help with his relationships with the players because the players are gonna gonna be in awe of what 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 he did as a player. He's obviously brought some some really good players in as staff as well. Um, so they're not going to be short of football experience. Um, but it is going to be interesting to see how they how, how they how they go and how they how, how they perform. Because really now looking at the position they're in, that. They have to stay in the playoffs for it to be deemed a successful season for for, for Wayne Rooney. Mm. Certainly, that's what I see anyway. Birmingham still sixth in the championship. Rooney's first game away at Middlesbrough by his uh, managed, of course, by his former Manchester United teammate Michael Carrick. It's going to be a very interesting one to keep an eye on uh, this weekend. And we'll see another new manager in the dugout this time at Sheffield Wednesday. The former Germany assistant coach Danny Roll is their new boss. Um, Wednesday take on Watford on Saturday and it's going to be interesting to to see what role can do. We don't know too much about him. Uh, he's previously worked as an assistant at RB Leipzig, Southampton, Bayern Munich as well, but it's his first managerial role. Uh, he says, I've prepared the past 10 years for this situation. The dream has now come true. I have a clear philosophy and identity in my mind and that's why I'm here now. Well, that will be tested at the weekend against Valerian Ishmael. A reminder, you can hear the rest of that interview uh, with our podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcast from. Just search EFL All Access. We'll be back here each and every Monday from 6pm. We've got live action this Friday. Rotherham against Ipswich uh, in the Championship. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff. Saturday at lunchtime, we'll bring you Preston against Millwall. Both games exclusively live right here on TalkSport 2. Danny, been a real pleasure to be with you once again this evening.